Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we looked at the word vengeance in verse 30 and saw how it means justice and not vindication. Let's continue with that subject today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. The Greek word translated vengeance denotes out of justice. In other words, when we read here in verse 30, vengeance belongeth unto me, it is not about repaying through indignation because someone has offended or harmed. That's not what it's about. God's judgments are righteous and holy. They are free from any element of self-gratification or vindictiveness. Matter of fact, in Ezekiel, he says that he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. He wants them to repent. It is like spanking your children. You don't do it because they made you mad and you're taking it out on them. Rather, it is out of love. You do it to correct bad behavior to prevent it from happening again. So when he says, I will recompense, it simply means he will give just retribution. Retribution that is just. It is interesting that verse 29, the man counted and now he is recompensed for what he has counted. He counted the blood of Christ in verse 29, whereby he was sanctified, an unholy thing. (laughs) And now God justly pays him back. And so God's justice, his vengeance, the Lord's vengeance is out of justice, not through indignation of getting even. Because you offended him. But this is the thing that we need to see in this verse. The Lord shall judge his people. In First Peter four sixteen through 19, that I referred to earlier but did not read, it says, Yet if any man suffers a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this behalf. For the time is come. The judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Now, We've told you before, but verses 26 to 31 are one entire paragraph in the Greek. So now we see the paragraph's concluding thought on all that's been said. The judgments addressed then in this passage is regarding his people, 
the saved. Judgment begins at the house of God. The Lord will judge his people. But their judgment will not be the same as the judgment of the unsaved. Now we see the impact of 1 Peter. Scarcely be saved is the same as saved so as by fire. Also, it's the same as being ashamed at his appearing, as 1 John 2.28 says. He implores us to endure the suffering the world imposes for your Christian testimony. Don't compromise the testimony, because there is a coming judgment that's beginning at the house of God. And that takes us to verse 31, where we read, It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, think. The Lord shall judge his people. The last phrase there of verse 30. Verse divisions are by man. And so this is just continuing the thought of verse 30. He says, the Lord shall judge his people. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. His people, by context, put verse 31 speaking concerning Christians. Now, I know that a lot of preachers like to use that verse to make people think of hell and getting saved. And maybe there's a secondary application there, but the first application is for saved people and the chastening and the scourging by God. It is true that for the unsaved, it is even more fearful. As we see in the last half of First Peter four seventeen that I read, what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel of Christ or the gospel of God? So, yes, it, it's going to be worse for them. And they, too, will fall into the hands of the living God. But the idea of living speaks of his eternality. While God looks at his sovereignty and power, he is the creator and master of the universe. So the living God, the eternal creator and sovereign power, falling into his hands is a fearful thing. If the righteous scarcely be saved, then think of the unsaved in his omnipotent hand. And as in the mind of Jonathan Edwards, as the Lord led him to pin the words of sinners in the hands of an angry God, hanging over the precipice of hell, ready to fall into that horrible burning pit of fire and brimstone. And again, 1 Corinthians shows us that indeed, there were those who fell into the his hands in judgment, and they slept early. There is, my friend, an offense to God when the Christian slides back. So we've seen the true offering for sin, verses 1 through 18, and we have seen the true optimism in service, verses 19 through 25, and the true offense of sliding, verses 26 to 31. Now let's finally see the true overcoming by the saints, verses 32 through 39. He tells us, remember your afflictions here in verses 32 through 34. In verse 32 we read, But call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. Now, when speaking of illumination, 
we are speaking of light. Now, there's a difference between illumination and revelation. There is no new revelation today. In other words, there's no new truth that has never been told before in the Word of God. There's no new spiritual truth. Now, many times we discover truth in the Word that we didn't understand or we didn't see before, and we have illumination. We understand it better now. Years ago, writers on Revelation chapter 11, when it talked about all the people of the earth being able to see the two witnesses as they lie dead in the street in Jerusalem, it was most often by the writers said, well, this is the people that are ambassadors and others that represent each nation that see them. Well, they didn't have the advantage that we have today of satellite and being able to see things right now over there and so that all the world could see. They didn't know that, and so they tried to understand it in a different way. But once we got worldwide satellite TV, men were illuminated to a truth that was already there these last 2,000 years. So it was not a revelation. It was an illumination of a truth when man got satellite TV. In the Lord's Supper, we do it in remembrance of him, not in remembrance of our sin. You see those old Passovers, they were remembering sin. Well, in the Lord's Supper, we're remembering him. We're remembering the Christ that saved us. We remember what he saved us from. There's a difference between darkness and light. We're reminded of three passages, all from the Holy Spirit's use of the Apostle John's pen. John in 3, verses 19 through 21, says this, And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. John 1, 4 and 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. In John eight twelve, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. In First John chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. You see, darkness is associated with walking in the flesh. It's associated with sin. And, you know, we have ideas today that are not always right ideas. A local church cannot be all things to all people. It must represent certain fundamental beliefs from God's Word, which must never be compromised for the purpose of swelling numbers or for the purpose of a so-called peace with the world. No, you don't compromise truth to accomplish those things. Because then you have something that is not real if you do. So he says, after ye were illuminated. That shows after they were saved. Some men hear about the light and the way, but they love darkness rather than light, so they reject illumination or light. See, repentance is the difference between men who hear and accept the light 
and those who reject it. Someone walks in a bedroom into a men's dorm and turns on a light. One man covers his face, his head. He doesn't want the light on. He wants to continue to sleep. The other man gets up and he's thankful somebody turned the light on because this time he wants to go to work. He doesn't want to be late for work. He doesn't want to be late for school. He doesn't want to be late for whatever it is. Now, here they are, the same light, with two men having two different reactions. The guy that wanted to get to class and be on time and do well, he was thankful for that light, although the light hurt his eyes just as much as it did the other guy's eyes. And you see, that's the difference. Sometimes we're showing that we are sinners and it makes us mad. We don't want anything to do with it. Others are showing their sin. They realize they've sinned against God. They realize the penalty of their sin and they're sorry for their sin. And so although it hurt to learn about themselves, they turn to him, turning from darkness, turning to the light. And God saves their soul. What a blessing. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light Broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.